Amen. Certainly is good to be in God's house tonight. Amen. Good to be saved by the grace of God. Amen. If you would tonight, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter number four. And we'll be here just a little bit. You know, God's got a plan. Amen. And I don't always know that plan, but God does. And I'm thankful that I don't know it because I'd always be trying to get prepared for it or dodge it. But you know, God does got that plan. I'm glad God's on the throne and he's got the saving grace. Amen. You know, uh, I know for sure that I couldn't, I couldn't do no works to be saved, and uh, I did try that one before I ever got saved. I tried to be good, tried to do what God wanted me to do, tried to quit cussing, tried to live right, and it just wouldn't work, amen? And, uh, but I'm thankful tonight that the saving grace of God uh, was more bound in my life, and uh, when God moved in, that's when the change came, and uh, I'm saved tonight by His grace and not mine or nobody else's, Amen. Matthew chapter number 4 and verse number 1, the Word of God says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward a hungered. And when he tempted, the tempter came to him. He said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Let us pray. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we do, Lord, thank you for this day and this privilege to be in your house tonight. I thank you, God, for the love and the mercy you have for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, for the singing we've had. Thank you, Lord, for all the things you do for us. And now, God, I ask you, Lord, to put the hedge about us, keep the devil away from us. I do pray, Lord, your spirit move upon this service. I pray you hide me behind the cross. I pray you use me, Lord. God, again tonight, Lord, don't know the hearts of these folks. I do pray, God, you just uh, touch them. And give them whatever need they may have tonight. We love you and we praise you. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know the Bible talks about here. He says then. Was Jesus led of the spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted of the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterwards a hunger. When he tempted, the tempter came to him. He said if thou be son of God. Command these stones uh, to be made bread. What God's talking about here, and this is an example for me and you as being Christians, of uh, the tempting things that the devil can do to me and you. You know, the devil will tempt me and he'll tempt you. Uh, we're not no way by any form of, uh, of, of, of not being in the place to be tempted. If you're a Christian tonight and ever served or worship God or called upon his name, you're eligible tonight for the devil to tempt you. Right. And you know what? Uh, it don't make no difference if you read your Bible every night. Or if uh, you don't read it, but uh, just a little bit. But if you try to pray all the time, try to walk close to God, the devil's going to come by and he's going to tempt you. Amen, and I will go far enough to say the closer you try to get to God, the, cl the more he is going to try to tempt you. Amen. Now, I've come up with something that God showed me today. I'll just be honest with you. You know, the devil's been in my, my family and been in my household. And it won't be the last time and it won't be the first time. And, uh, but I've seen some things in my walk of life uh, that the devil uses, amen. And, uh, you know, the, I'll tell you, to, to be able to honest with you and to come just straight up with it, you know, that when the devil comes around, there's one reason why the devil comes around, and that's to benefit him. When the devil comes around, it's not to benefit you, the people you hang around. It's nothing no more to benefit himself and nobody else. He, if it can't benefit him, he's not going to come around. Amen. I mean, I, if you look at the times in your life that the devil has showed up into it, it was only there to benefit him. If you witness to somebody and the devil shows up, it was to benefit him. It wasn't to beat you down or to hurt you or to tear you all to pieces, which he will do that Amen. to benefit himself. But it was all the point of the whole thing was to benefit himself. I myself have seen this, and that's good enough I could say I could go home right now and say I've got something out of church. Because if you'll take a hold of what I'm telling you tonight, the only time he moves is when it benefits him. Him. If it don't benefit him, he's not going to tarry with it. If it ain't a plus or something in his pocket, he's not going to mess with it. How do you know that, preacher? Because he never messed with me when I was lost. 
I never tried to lead nobody to Christ when I was lost. I never tried to go to church. I never tried to serve God. I never tried to do nothing for God. And that benefited him. I've seen times in my life when I went down to the dollar store and God told me to witness to somebody and the devil would send somebody right on by there. And I thought to myself, man, the devil's on my trail. He's after me. He's trying to tire me down. He don't want me around here. And I blamed everything like that. And I see today it was just because it didn't benefit him. I'll probably catch it rough for the rest of this week right here because most of the time when I preach on the devil, he, try, he goes on and puts it in there hard yeah. and puts it in there just as good as he can to tear me down and to rough me up. But God showed me today, during the day, early part of the day today, that the only thing that the devil does is to benefit him. Amen. Can I show you an opposite? What does God do? Everything God does is to not benefit him, but to benefit us. Amen. Ain't that right right there tonight? The devil's selfish, ain't he? Amen. He's selfish in his ways, and he don't want you to have nothing. He don't want you to do nothing that don't benefit him. If it ain't benefiting him, he don't want no part of it. So now with that being said, let's read verse 1. Then was Jesus led up the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. In other words, here's a time for the devil to try to benefit. And the Word of God says, And when he had fasted forty days, and forty nights he was after a hunger, and when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. But he answered and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So now here it is, the devil, and himself trying to benefit amongst the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, hey, take your powers and take your knowledge and the experience and the benefits that you've got. He said, take them stones and turn them into food. And Jesus said, no. I'm going to take the faith that I've got in my Father and I'm going to just wait right here and I'm going to let Him provide for me. Well, the devil didn't benefit out of that. Because he didn't want to see God show up on, the, on his son and help him. The same as the devil don't want you to see God show up on you and help you. He don't want to see that today. He don't want you to succeed. He wants you to fail. And guess when he comes is when you're vulnerable. Amen. When you're weak. And when you're not walking where you should be, when times is hard, when a little itch of mad maybe steps in, or a little, I'll tell you a good time for the devil to show up too, is when the Holy Spirit's dealing with you. Being lost and undone. He'll show up. Why is that? Because he wants what benefits him. Nothing else other than benefiting him. You know why today hell's his home? Because he tried to benefit off of God. He wanted everything that God had. He wanted to be God. He wanted to run the kingdom of God. And God didn't see that happening. Can I tell you today, when uh, he got kicked out, God never got off of the throne. But he wants to benefit. Let me ask you something. How many times has the devil passed you today? Now, if I actually give you just a minute to think about it and then ask you again, just how many times has the devil passed by you? Because you can think now, you might have seen in your head two or three big things that the devil done or tried to get into. But what about the things that you didn't catch? What about the things like... uh, him, God, passing somebody by or by your path. Or maybe you had a stranger with your back turned. Let's use this for a real good example. Maybe your lunch wasn't like it was supposed to be today and you ruffled the feathers up on your waitress or your waiter. Food wouldn't cook just right. And you throw the food back over there at them. You know, Christians do that. Would you believe that most of the time people in restaurants, you know what crowd they hate to see come? The Christian people. 
That's the ones they really hate to see. Why is that? Because they're the ones that'll throw the food back out there. Them. Can't never be satisfied. Boy, ain't the truth going on tonight. Can't please them for nothing. But you know what? You thought that was just okay. You never seen the devil come by. And that person was lost and had Smith's Chapel. The, the, the Christian person had Smith's Chapel wrote all over them. And the devil showed them, look, look here, waitress. This is how they're treating you. This is Christians. You know why he does stuff like that? Because it's benefiting him. They think, well, why do I need to go somewhere like that? Why do I need to see these things? Why do I need the devil all over me? I mean, why, why do I need God? Why do, why do I need to do anything spiritual? Do you know there's millions of people like that today? Why do I need God? I can tell you why, because most of the time, still, look, the only Bible that they're seeing is me and you, and me and you ain't showing them nothing. We ain't showing them nothing. They just well have an Inquirer magazine or a People's magazine because we're not showing them nothing. I mean, think about how quick it makes you to tick you off. And you do it in front of lost people. People not on, look, lost seems simple. People on their way to hell. I mean, just on the verge of dying and going to hell. That don't bother you? If it don't bother you, I'd see why it didn't bother me. Surely to God, we ain't got the same thought. If it don't benefit me, then I'm not going to worry about it. You don't think we got a devilish way that way, do you? Huh? If it don't benefit me, I'm not going to worry about it. That's the church houses today. Amen. That's the church houses today. If it don't benefit me, I'm not going to worry about it. Huh? It ain't like that. It ain't nothing like that. This church has got a thing going on now with a daily post. A daily post on Facebook. It's Mark chapter number 4. Matthew chapter number 4. And it gets on out there toward a lot of verses. And you know what it starts talking about? Light on top of a hill. Do you have any idea what that's talking about? A light on top of the hill? It's talking about a light. He's talking about, then he starts talking about right there, a candlestick with a bucket over top of it. There's a whole lot of talk and not much walk. That don't get nowhere. I done found out for sure that don't get nowhere as a Christian and it don't get nowhere as a person. Whole lot of, whole lot of talk. Whole lot of talk. I don't know why. I'm going to go ahead because this is where I'm at tonight. You know, we may need to preach on the judgment of God. You know why that is me and you as Christian folk going to stand before the, the seat of God with a judgment of God's hand, a judgment from that book in your hand. Me and you going to be there as real as we in this church house tonight. Just wondering. Let me tell you something. It feels real good to lay a $100 bill in the offering plate, don't it? Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I've seen times when it felt good to lay a 20 in it. I've seen times when it felt good to lay a dollar in the offering plate. I've seen times in my life where it felt good to stop by. I've seen a man stop by Brother Roger the other day. He's lawnmower stuck. Stuck on the side of the road out there. Stuck. A man stops out there. I don't know if he knowed him or not. I didn't know him. And he stops out there and he pushes him out of the ditch. Brother Roger Hollis turned around and said, Thank you. And the man fell over because he was pushing. He got right back up, knocked the dust off himself. He got into his truck and he went on out the road. Amen. I've seen that man receive a blessing. He may not even know he was a preacher. Right. Imagine that when you stand before God pushing a preacher out of a ditch. Amen. But I bet the man got back in the truck even though he fell. I bet that made it even feel better. But I bet he went down the road there, I stopped and I helped somebody. Made me feel good. How about sometimes when there's somebody that may be struggling in this walk of life and you give them a little help? 
Don't that feel good sometimes to be able to do that? Don't it feel good sometimes somebody may be struggling spiritually and you just get there and you sit down with them and you talk to them and you get them, give them words of God. I know that feels good because I don't have many words, but when God blesses me to somebody to help them and He puts words in my mouth to give to them, I know they came from Him. It feels good. I've seen times when the Spirit of God moved me and I was in a restaurant and God told me to pay for somebody's food and it felt good. Felt good. I've seen times in my life where I've had burdens for people and I've followed them around. I got this one lady. If I believe in my life, if I've never led nobody to the Lord, there's been one that I have. I went to her house every day for over a year. I had a pocket Bible just a little bit taller than that billfold right there. And I'd get that thing out. And there was a time she wouldn't even start it where she wouldn't come out of the house. I was, her husband was there. Her husband was friends with him too. I was friends with him too. But every time, every time, the Lord kept sending me, sending me, sending me, sending me, sending me. Till finally she got, she wouldn't come out of the house. Got tired of seeing me. Let me tell you a blessing from God. One night the phone rung on a Wednesday night. Clearview Baptist Church on top of Mary and Mount. And the phone rung and everybody said, Billy, the phone's for you. I said, what? Ain't nobody never called me there before. I went over to the phone and I said, hello. This same little lady was on the other end of the phone and she was squalling. She said, when you come home, will you come to my house? I said, I sure will. You know what? I didn't beat around the bush. I didn't fellowship with everybody at the church. I didn't hang around there. I told my wife, I said, come on, we got to go. We had a good habit of going to Wendy's and getting Frosties after church. I didn't get no Frosty that night. I walked in the house, of their house, and I walked in the house there, and she's sitting on the couch just squalling her eyes out. Her and her husband getting ready to do I mean, he just packed the truck. He was getting ready to leave. They were separating. And I looked out across there, and she said, I know what I need. I said, won't you slip off that couch right there and you ask him, and I'll pray for you while you asking him. Amen. And about 12 years later, her and her husband passed in a church. Amen. You know what that is to me, brother? That's one of the blessings that God gave me. And you talking about feeling good, knowing I led her to the Lord, showed her how to be saved, turned around, looked at her husband. I said, what about you? I said, would you like to come back to God? He said, I sure would. He fell down in the floor and started praying and asking God to forgive him. Now the pastor Hilltop Baptist Church. Amen. Feels good. I know God done it all, but I done what he told me to do. I had the privilege a year or two later, that old pocket Bible. I come in here one day, she said, sit right in here. I come in here one day and I said, I got something I want you to have. She said, what? And I handed her that little Bible. And that Bible was tore all two pieces. I mean, just wore a slap back. She looked at me. She said, you wore that out on me, didn't you? I said, I want you to have it. You know, not too long ago, she sent me a picture of it. She said, what do you think about that? Sent me a picture of it. That's a blessing to me. One of the biggest blessings in my life to me. Why are you bringing all this stuff up? You know that little five-minute blessing I tell you about right there? It took me more than five minutes to get it. It took over a year. But I had to stay strong. And I had to keep going. Every time God said move, I had to move. Why'd you tell me all that? I told you all that to tell you how quick I can lose it. How quick I can lose it. Remember that Christian folk I was talking about a while ago? Not paying attention, letting the devil use me. Let me be a benefit to the devil. Every time I start being a benefit to the devil, guess what happens? God starts taking these blessings away. That's biblical. God starts taking them away. Why is that? Because I start paying the price for my slackness. I do. Word of God's talking about right here that the devil came up and he started tempting God. 
the Son of God. Listen to this. I'm going to read this to you because I'm going to turn some things around for a minute. I want you to see how things go. Have you ever thought about today just what does the the devil benefit from me and you? You know, the simple things in our walk of life, the devil's benefiting from them. Huh? You know, there's somebody out there watching the quirks, the slackness, the gossip, the sin, the sin. Hey, let me ask you this. Wonder, wonder if this benefit was between you and your children. That benefit the devil had, his benefiting off of it was affecting your children. Seeing your lifestyle and the devil using it against your own child. Wouldn't that be rough for God to show that to you? Wouldn't it be rough for your children to die and you know they never accepted Christ into the life and the whole time you know you didn't show them what you should have. You let the devil benefit off of you. I'll tell you what, you can sit there holding his crap if you want to. But I've seen times in my life that I've let the devil benefit. Amen. Amen. I mean, not only had it with my child, with my wife, I've seen times that the devil has benefited and held it against me. And sometimes I don't always see it. I don't see him benefit. But let's just say it was me and her. I didn't see it benefit, but she did. You know, I can hurt her and her relationship with God as much as you can. Amen. That's right. Go ahead, brother. I can. Yes. She can mine. You know what? I don't want the devil benefiting in my life. Amen. You know that? I don't want the devil benefiting in my household. I don't want the devil, listen to this, because it's going for long, it's going to start affecting you. I don't want it benefiting in my job. I don't want him benefiting in my job. I done left me and her and him, and I done left the household. Now I've done moved it on to my job. I don't want him benefiting in Smith Chapel Baptist Church. You know why that is? People look at you and they see me. And I'll go on and tell you this. I have slackness. I have laziness. But it's because I'm not good enough. It ain't because I don't try. That's right. Amen. And I understand that you have the same issues. Amen, brother. That's right. But I hope you've got the trying part. You know what? This man rung a bell in my ring the other day. In my ring, in my wrestling ring, in my fighting ring. I'm tired. That's something. You remember what you said you was tired of? I'm sorry, tired of seeing Christians fall down and give up. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing Christians not trying to tote their own self. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired of seeing Christians try, give up, get slackness on God. Things come into the life where the devil benefits and they don't see it. And it's tearing their house down. It's tearing their temple all to pieces. Tearing it down. Makes you kind of wonder why do I love you more than you love yourself? Worldliness. I remember way back when we first started. Over 10 years ago we started. Well it's just been 10 years and 2 weeks. Amen. A week. But anyway. Had one person that went to the church house at the time said, I tell you what we can do. He said if we I noticed that we had a trunk treat one time and we had hot we put set up hot dogs over here to the side and we was giving out hot dogs, candy and hot we was giving out hot dogs. I mean people was calling people. Hey, you need to trick a trunk or treat up Smith Chapel, they got hot dogs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two hundred hot dogs. Gone. Man, see, we ought to have a service. We ought to have hot dogs. He said, that'll get them in. I said, yes, sir, you are right. That will get them in. I said, but I'm going to tell you this. I said, if you get them in with a hot dog, you've got to keep them with a hot dog. Yeah. If you get them in with the Word of God, then you can keep them in with the Word of God. Right. 
I like a good hot dog. I'm not preaching on hot dogs, amen? I can look back in my life since 2002 and I can see where the devil has benefited in my life. I want that part deleted. I want that part cleaned out. I'm talking about 2002 is when I got saved. I'm talking about from 2002 to now. I've seen, I mean, look, I've seen people approach me. Wrong. I'll put it that way. I've seen people approach me wrong. And I went back wrong at them. How many times did people ever approach Christ wrong? And him go wrong back at them? Huh? It was never, was it? It was never. It's hard for me to do right there, buddy. That's hard for me to do. My flesh is trained up in the way to protect yourself. You know? Ain't your flesh trained that way? Protect. Don't you don't get in my sp- don't you get away from me. Defense. Stranger can walk up, we got defense. You know? Who's this cat? Think about that. I'm telling you the truth. That's the way I'm trained. I trained myself up. From a child, I trained myself up that way. I'm not going to stand around and let nobody beat on me, and that's not what I'm saying today. But I mean, there's a time when we got to see how we need to approach things. Most of the time, we approach things with the flesh ready to go. When we don't wait just a minute and say, How's this turning out? What's going on around this thing? What, what, who's going to benefit from this conversation? You know? Who's going to benefit? Can I add this? We were most of the time looking who's going to benefit. Said it five minutes, ten minutes ago. We're worried about if it's going to be us benefit or somebody else. I'm talking about we ought to see who's going to benefit the devil of God. Can I ask you this and you should be slap honest with yourself. Have you one time today tried to glorify God with something? Don't tell me no. Don't don't give me no answer. Don't tell God no lie because he knows. You know? Sometimes we don't get just always get approached. Sometimes we approach. And we got to watch how we approach. Think about how you approach. There's opportunities when I got, I mean, I have opportunities to make wrong decisions in my life. Can you believe a preacher has that? I mean, I'm a preacher. I shouldn't be, I mean, I shouldn't be dealing with stuff like that. I'm holy. That's the way everybody sees it to be. Holy. I mean, he's a man. He's the man of God. That's the way everybody, most people see his preachers. You know? Same flesh hanging on me as it's hanging on you. You know, same flesh. You don't expect me. But I don't care what you expect. I know what God expects. I'm more concerned about God and what God thinks. But you know what? I'm scared tonight that there's people. I mean in this house of God, in every house of God there is, that's just not real concerned about what God thinks. Not real concerned. Most of y'all know all of the story of these temptations that the Lord Jesus Christ went through. He puts him up on the, on the pinnacle of, in other words, he's the highest point of one church. Puts him up there and he says, look at all this right here. He said, you follow me. He said, I'll give it all to you. But I want to show you something. I want to show you how things come in your life. And I preach to you today, listen, that what it, he, the devil shows up when it benefits him. But I'm going to show you something. 
Me and Brother Rogers mentioned this, and me and Brother Rogers been in agreement in this same topic that I'm getting at right here since day one we ever met. I want to show you something. Would you back back up in the, in the next chapter for just a minute? Let me show you some things going on. Now everything, check this out, everything, you don't always know. There's been times in my life that I did not know that the devil was going to show up. I didn't know it. He showed up though. And sometimes when he shows up, now remember it's to benefit him. He ain't there to be my buddy. So he'll show up there and when he shows up, it takes me a few minutes to realize that he showed up. I got two ways to go with this, and I'm going to say one of them. If God wants me to preach that way again in a minute, I will. Let me tell you something. You know, sometimes God puts things on us for us to see. When we live in and walk in the lifestyle and being a benefit to the devil, God does things to get our attention. I mean, he does things to get our attention. I've seen God work in my life in the last three days like I have never before. I mean, it, was, it went all the way around my elbow just to scratch my back. Listen to this. The Word of God says in verse number 13 in chapter number 3, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be, for there it becometh as to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. You remember how I started this thing a while ago and told you about all the good blessings and everything? I told you about the good things that goes on under your life. Right here we got Jesus Christ stepping up to John the Baptist. And Jesus knowing that this was a spiritual event. Jesus didn't have to be baptized. You know what Jesus wanted everybody to see? He wanted everybody else to see him be baptized. He didn't have to be baptized. Amen. He was the son of God. Right. Same as me and you being baptized, he wanted everybody to see. John says, listen, I can't do that. You're the son of God. I'm a forerunner from you. I mean, I'm not worthy to loosen your, your, your sandals. Jesus said, it's meant to be. You just come on and you baptize me, it's meant to be. So John the Baptist, I believe he, I believe he reached over and got him, and I believe he was nervous, don't you? Yeah. I believe he was tore up. He had the Son of God in his hand, and I believe he got him right there, and crowds were standing around, and I believe he got him right there, and I believe he took him down, and he took him back up. And the Bible says, and then when Jesus, Jesus was walking back out of the water, yeah. and it says the heavens opened. Take a hold of that for a minute. The heaven's open. There was rejoicing going on right here. These people standing around right here seeing the Lord's Son being baptized and then they seen that Jesus ain't the only one seeing the heavens open. He knew the heavens would open. Amen. And then everybody else sees it. And sees the Spirit. Spirit like a dove. The sin. I believe it was a big spiritual event. 
I believe it was all good. I believe it was people crying, probably lifting their hands unto the Lord. And everything was good. Amen. Does chapter number four start off with, what does it start off with? Does it start off then? Is that what it starts off with? The word then. So here it is. We had a very spiritual encounter. Everything was going good. Then. Then. Get that word real good. You know the conversation of men now, don't you? Then, Jesus. In other words, here's how these things worked out. Everything was all holy. Everything was all good. And the word vulnerable come along. That, this, these things just didn't happen to Christ right here. You know, this same crowd seen everything going on. And the word of God, and it starts off in chapter number four, and it says, then... Was Jesus led up of the Spirit? We're at a point in our life where we're correct, we're close with God, and then we'll be led. He said He was led up. I'm trying to tell you today, Lord, people, when trouble comes, Something good is going to come out of it. When good shows up, you know what that's a part of? Your rooting system. A part of growing. There's hardship that comes in my life sometimes. There's hardship that comes. There's trouble. And there's trials. You mean there's trouble in your life, preacher, when you're saved? <laughs> if I could just be honest and not run you off, there's more troubles in my life since I've been saved than it was when I was lost. Because I never had a battle with my flesh until I accepted Christ. Amen. Not one time did I ever battle my flesh. I never knew that I had trouble with my flesh until right. yeah. I accepted God. <laughs> but you know what? I got to picking this book up and I got to reading it. And I got to realizing that things in this walk of life is different than what I thought it was. Things is going to come. Death's going to come. Hardship's going to come. The devil's going to try to benefit. But I ain't by myself. Not one time since 2002 have I ever been by myself. This old fleshly body's been in a building or a car or something by itself. But I'll tell you one thing. Spirit of God's been in it since 2002. Since I accepted Him into my life, it's been in there. Those hardships that's came. I always had somebody to talk to. Check this out. I've always had somebody to tell me how to go through it. And can I tell you this tonight? This ain't no biblical scripture, but you know that poem of them footprints? Since I've been saved, there has never been but one set of parents. Never. There's been times in my life when I thought I was walking. <laughs> been times in my life when I thought I was running. Been times in my life when I thought I got this. I want in my life, I want God to benefit. Can I tell you something tonight? It's not a relationship with the church, it's a relationship with God. When you get a relationship with God, you'll get a relationship with the church. It'll come. 
It will. That's just the way it is. The Word of God says it, and it's hard to understand when you're lost. When he talks about not forsaking ourselves as assemblies. First thing I've done, ask this woman how it worked out. She was already going to a church house. She was going somewhere. She done been in church two or three years. Told her, I said, I'm going to church, and it may not be where you go. She said, I don't care. As long as you're going to church, I'm going away. Huh. That went a long way. It did. I tried Lakeview Baptist Church down there. I loved the people. Everybody loved me. Everybody made over me. I wasn't no preacher then, just been saved. I didn't feel like that's what God wanted me to do. I hadn't been saved but a few days, but I already could tell what I want, what God wanted me to do. So I went to another church and to another church and to where I got. And one day I was sitting where I was at. And I was sitting there. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. Wow. What peace it is in my heart because this is where I'm supposed to be. Let me show you how God blessed it. There's a church she came out of to begin with. She was already singing in church, but you know what? She never, never said, uh uh-uh, we're going up our waga. Even her being a Christian and knowing, she let God lead in my life. Ain't that a blessing, man? I mean, I even needed guidance of where to go to the house of God at. Boy, I'm pitiful. I'm a whole lot worse off than some of y'all, amen? I am. I need guidance from God. I don't know how I made it. I just don't know how. How'd you make it? I just don't know how. I'm going to tell you what. This is how dependent. You know, we like, we're growing up, well, I want to be independent. I'm handicapped. I'm, I'm dependent on somebody now. I don't even want to eat without asking him to bless my food. And if I do eat it, I ask him to forgive me and would you bless it. I'm scared to eat now and dishonor my God by putting a piece of food. Ain't that simple? But it's reverence. It's reverence unto my Father, my Heavenly Father. I got a real serious question for you tonight. Only time the devil shows up when it benefits him. Would you think about the rest of the rest of your days, the things that you didn't think about before? Oh yeah, it's real easy. If somebody cut you off, and you're ready to go go at them, ready to go ahead saying, "Oh, just forgive me, God. I'm sorry." Blah blah. Look, you know that's cheap. You know where forgiveness comes at when repentance is around the corner. Does that not know what you mean? Repentance is when you do something and you feel bad about doing it and you don't want to do it again. That's repentance. Had a preacher tell me one time before I even got saved, he said, you need to repent. That's all he knows how to say. You need to repent. Well, what's that mean? I mean, it don't make sense to me what you're talking about. Why should I feel bad about what I do? Why? And I understand why I asked why then because I wasn't saved and it didn't mean nothing. After I got to see, got saved, accepted Christ, I started repenting, didn't even know it. I can remember walking out of church. Me and her was going to the cemetery. We were walking out of church, and I, I told her, I said, things are going to be different. And one of the first things come out of my mouth was, you know what, I told her. I said, I don't want to cuss no more. You know why that is? When I, that time when I come off the altar, I was different. I was an example of God. I wasn't just somebody that went before church and bowed my head down. I got something. There's a lot of people go and don't get nothing. So there don't come a change. You know? Don't come a change. It's just the truth. 
We ought to think about these things. Think about where we're at and what we're doing. You know? We ought to really think about it. Is this gossip? If me and you start talking about somebody and then Ma starts getting in on it, Brendan and Brianna get in on it, they take it over here to Kansas. What is that? Is that gossip? Amen. I mean, I'm just curious because it's like everybody likes to do it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. It's the truth. They like doing it. Yes, you, know. you know? A whole lot of times, the first thing people's ready to do is talk about somebody else. Guess what that is? That's a benefit in the devil. Yeah. Right. That's right. Check this out. It's where my nudge is coming from, and if I don't get rid of it now, I'll be miserable the rest of the week. If you can just if you can politely sit around and talk about me, or you can politely sit around and talk about Kenny or Renee or Ma or these children. Or this row up here, or that row back there. If you can politely sit around and talk about somebody like that, you got something wrong. Amen. You have got something wrong because that fits in a gossip category. Amen. And you know the Word of God says we're to lift one another up. It never says drag one another down. Amen. You know? Just being honest with you. Hey, you want honesty, don't you? Amen. I want honesty. Don't shoot me no bull. I can shoot bull myself. And you know what the difference is? You shooting bull, me shooting bull is, don't you? I know the truth. When I'm shooting the bull, I know the truth. There's a lot of things in our lives today that we don't think it's nothing to it because it's little. But it's a lie. Benefiting the devil. Brother Kenny, how many times do you think you got to if you got to come up to me and talk about to me about about somebody to me before I think that's all you do? You know how many times to be a, you got to drink to be a drunk? That's the truth. One time, it's the same way. If you can talk about it, it just takes one time. Amen. I'm not in the mood to hear no talking about nobody. I'm not in the mood. I ain't got time for that. I mean, I'm done hit 44 and three quarters here. I mean, I'm that old and I got a lot of miles on me and I'm a fire speed and I'm already in fourth gear. What do you mean by already in fourth gear? Things is getting by pretty fast now. I could sit in my grandma's yard and it seemed like it took a week for it to ever get dark. Wake up, go to bed. Ain't that the way it is now? I mean, you think about some of you old cats like Roger over yonder. I mean, it's, it's gone. He says, <laughs> 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 like a wind for the weeds blowing off the tree. I ain't got time for this crazy job. You know what? I'm ready to hit a spiritual ride right here. I'm ready to get to the point where I'm mature in the Lord. I done been saved, what, how many years? 2002, 7, 15, getting ready to be 15 years. I mean, I'm about to get my learner's permit in the Lord. And then next year, I get to get my driver's license in the Lord, and then I know it all. <laughs> Hey, it's being honest. You can't wait to get there. Can't wait to get. I mean, I mean, I had to get a brown bag for Brendan. We're going to get my driveway. <laughs> I can't wait to get that there. I mean, he was up. You're going to be the same way. Be the same way. He's going to be the same way too, down there. I mean, don't say you ain't. Daddy, I'm going to call. We got to go, man. I got to get on and drive home. <laughs> ain't that right? I understand. Pumped up. 
Go out there, pfft, the flash goes on. You know what happened? Boy to a man. I was never a man until they took my picture at the driver's license office. <laughs> and then it was all. <laughs> I ain't talking about you, I'm talking about me. We don't laugh. <laughs> Kenny, I'm telling the truth, honey. I don't got time. I mean, seriously. I hate, look. And then all of a sudden, after I got my driver's license, hey, you need anything from the store? I'm going to the store. You need anything from the store? Um, I went to the store. What'd you get? Please, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> then you get a little more mature. A little more mature. Then I turned into this. I turned into Kitty Mama. Mama, you go to the store. <laughs> There's a reason for saying this. It's laid out here for me and you. In this time period right here, what are we benefiting? God or the devil? Can't wait to get there. Things change. And it ain't so new no more. Huh? Ain't that a saved man's life right there? Think about this thing for a minute. And in that walk of life, in this walk of life right here, look how fast it's got gone. But it's appointed unto man wants to die after this, the judgment. That's the word of God. The word of God. It's not just in the Bible. Amen. Take heed to that. It's not just in the Bible. It's the Word of God. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many times I've been to the funeral home. That's coming true. People's dying. It's a fact. So it must be a fact that there's a judgment on the other side. I don't want to go through this walk of life right here. And one minute, just because I feel good, do the work of the Lord. And the next minute, do the work of the devil. That's right. Child of God, yes, you can do the work of the devil. That's right. you, if he can benefit, he'll let you tear down everything that, that, that you can tear down. What are you benefiting? Let's stand.